Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That? I don't was... know, I was just trying to do something different. Is that because is it's, that... Always, it's always hats. Is that meant to be interested? Is it? Yeah, maybe. There <laughs> okay. you go. I'm okay, mate. How are you? I'm, I'm hot. It is boiling. Yeah, actually, well, can we talk about what's in your pocket? Yeah, why not? Why not? Let's talk so, about So last week, I think, um, when we... I don't know, this might have been a Hats and Brendo pod. Um, hats was walking around with wet pockets, and I'm like, what's going on? And what he does is he puts little ice bricks... You know, the freezer blocks. Yeah, freezer blocks into his pockets... Yeah, it's great. To, uh, to cool down. Scottish guy. Yeah. I just feel at home. <laughs> I know that basically I walk around like I peed myself, yeah. but out of my legs. So now, And I think it's a great idea. I guess maybe doesn't agree so much. Well, let's ask Brisket. Brisket, is it a good idea? Yeah. Hello, mate. How are you? Hey, guys. I don't know. Now. I'm not sold on the ice blocks in the pocket to keep you cool. Yeah, look, I, I think <laughs> I, it's something I like the idea, but I don't know that I'd actually go to the length of doing it because it'd be pretty pretty bloody cold. Anyway, how, yeah. you, go, how you going, mate? Thanks for coming on. I'm well. I'm well, guys. Um, Do a little introduction. Of, so, well, we I'll, maybe I'll tell you why Brisket's on. I guess Brisket is, um, yeah. you know, a fellow Twitter guy, and um, and, a, and a good solid poster. So you should all be following Brisket. Mm. Um, but um, it was actually uh, Wiz that we he came down on a pod recently and had suggested you'd be a good guy to chat to. And just a just a free open riff with Brisket. That was basically the suggestion. A, a riff skit. <laughs> A riff, yeah, yeah, but but a here's the other thing. I don't know if you know Owen. Um, so we had the best tasting brisket um, we've ever had about two weeks ago. So no pressure, but brisket is like right now we've got we're, we've got high standards on brisket. So mate, thanks for coming on. <laughs> From the bottom of his freezer, I heard heard the uh, heard the interview. That was that was really good. I love it's really that. solid what Owen's doing, actually. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's good fun. But it was, it was a good really one, good but uh, the meat is good too. So yeah, but it, uh, well, let's ask. the The handle is brisket. Are you a fan of brisket? I love brisket. I love yes. beef. I'm a beef maximalist. I, yes. I think beef. This is one of those healthy meats. It's just the base layer of my diet, um, and brisket's I, just one of the one of the cuts. It's not my favorite cut, but I'm not going to call myself rib fillet or or rump like. <laughs> Rump. <laughs> rump. Rump. You've been you've been tagged by rump. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, brilliant. So mate, you oh, let's just do a price stamp. Um we are I was just saying to Brendo that I'm having trouble with Bitbo. Bitbo, go and fix so, that for So me, am you? I Bitbo. Um so we're just gonna go do Aussie dollars tonight. We're at fifty nine eight four eight uh, down one percent in the day, but it is for the whole world, so somewhere is winning. It'll be up somewhere. Um mm. so mate, we're just keen to just have a have a chat, just to just a, an open just an open book chat if you're keen on that you are um uh up in queensland um, and you've been a bitcoiner for how long two or three years three years two years now two Two years years. so i was late 19 i bought my first Mm -hmm. after dicking around for a year i came in as um as a carnival i I came in listening to sean baker's uh human performance outliers podcast uh that goldstein and uh safety on and I think Saifedine said something like, um, meat's the answer to fiat food and, and Bitcoin's the answer to fiat money. And, I, and something clicked and I went, yeah, that sounds 
that sounds really interesting. I knew about Bitcoin before, and you guys who who are mining with with um, you know mother, uh, GPUs and and stuffing around with that. It never kind of clicked though, and that that kind of got me thinking. It still took me a year to to finally go. Yeah, I'm going to put some cash into it, and that was 19. I dicked around trading with um, leverage. Got really burnt in March the, the following year, and cursed myself for being an idiot. Mm. And and buying this magic internet money and um, yeah, that's when I started researching. Um, and I think it was around about when Sila jumped in and, and went and did his thing. That I kind of went, yeah, this is this is going big. Did you find Sailor early? You found Sailor pretty quickly, did you? Or I remember when he bought it. I remember listening to um, uh, Preston Pish talking about how much he could be levering up his company to buy more, and it was just like all the pieces started falling in place. It was just, it was yeah. just self-evident. Yeah, it's really interesting when you have somebody who you uh, trust on one topic, or you not not necessarily trust implicitly, but you you know they've built up a level of trust over a period of time on one topic, and then all of a sudden they introduce you to something else, and you think oh, well, maybe I should pay attention to that. Like, if you just go cold on something with some stranger, that it always feels like a shell. And even from the Bitcoiner, particularly from us, mm. it probably feels like a shell. Mm. But if, you, if, you, if you've got some other angle in, and, it, you know, last one, who did we speak to last Jordan one? Peterson. Um, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson's yeah. just killing it at the moment. Pierre Pulivier just did what, a, a seven-minute... Like, oh, I, oh. I, I was at work and I just saw the thing and I'm like, I can't have the sound on. So, <laughs> so I'm like, I have to, I bookmarked it anyway, so I'll check it out. So it's good. He, but he does not mention Bitcoin once. doesn't mention Bitcoin. It's just, it's beautiful. A, uh, it's, it's just a sound money argument. It was, uh, yeah. yeah, it's exactly the same as uh, Richard. So it was Richard James we had on oh, right, last yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and same story. He was coming in from an Austrian, he was coming in from an Austrian economics perspective and coming in through that way. You've come in through the, you know, the, the, the the fiat fiat diet way but but you've also had people who have maybe you've been happy to listen to the other ideas because they're you're happy with their first idea is that fair yeah yeah when when you like I, I tune into the signal so I'm I'm looking for the signal are they are they full of shit or are they saying something truthful I don't have to buy into their opinion as long as their signal's strong you can listen for it you know and you pick out the bits that you want 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 to hear and what makes sense to you what what lines up and follow that i i've gone through a 10-year journey in my diet more than anything I, I went through every single diet i could think of except veganism i didn't quite take to that i did some really random dietary experiments and um each one you kind of learn a little bit and take the bit onto the next one kind of always the last one that's the one that's had the most impact um you know low carb all sorts of shit yeah. So what, what? Sorry, what brought you to to start experimenting with the diet? Was it just? Was it? A... I was a fat bastard. I was oh. 130 kilos. Okay. I'm six four. I'm a big bloke. Um, but yeah, 130 was a bit too big. Note to self: Don't um, piss off brisket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm friendly, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I just got really fat, and and I did the the old, you know, move more, eat less, uh, eat lots of salads. I, I tried to, to push out the bad food with eating lots of good food, what I thought was good food. Um, I, I found eventually low carb and that, that was what really kicked off a lot of permanent weight loss. Um, I then I then went to the high carb end. So I was like, well, if carbs are evil, evil then what if I went high carb, low fat? I did, did that for a while. How did, how did you I feel on a, that? 
terrific or not too bad i I'm, I'm my constitution's pretty good i i don't generally get sick anyway i survived i got really i got a little bit fat i put more weight on um and then when i went to carnivore after that i had massive gallbladder issues so i think the low fat kind of stopped my bile moving through um and i had, had a big gallbladder um about i guess on new year's eve when i started carnivore and i thought you're an idiot you've uh, done this carnivore diet now you now you're gonna have a i don't know a gallbladder explosion on new year's eve but i survived mm. i still have my gallbladder um so where are you now what, what what's the diet now is there a specific thing you read sir regimen you follow or based, just meat based so i eat a lot of beef so beef beef is the the base layer of my diet um i sprinkle a bit of pork with a chicken eat white rice white potato um eggs cheese whatever the only things i don't really eat are i don't eat vegetables um eat a little bit of fruit we're in the queensland there's fruit all around me um so okay, eat a bit of seasonal fruit like owen when we talked to him he was kind of talking about how you know he doesn't eat veggies either and Sort of thinks a lot of them once are... you do carnivore you realize you don't die from you know from i did carnivore for a year pretty strict i did uh, meat only uh, beef only for the first month and then went just to normal carnivore which is anything from the animal kingdom i didn't die i didn't get sick i felt great mm. um it's hard work though like there's so many things you, you'd want to eat that you just can't eat because of this one thing that you know that's from a plant yeah. so I, my my thing is well, my belief is that seed oils are toxic, so any any seed oil or vegetable oil I don't eat, so that cuts out a whole heap of food from my diet. It's not good for it anyway. So I've heard people saying this about seed oils. I don't know. I don't have knowledge here at all. Is that nuts as well, or like, is it like yeah. um, you know sunflower oil, vegetable, you know that kind of stuff, or like it's plant seeds. Plant it's, plant it's, seeds. You think from a plant's evolutionary perspective, their their seeds contain their genetic material, like how they pass on. You know their next generation the plant protects that you know it's got chemical chemical protection against animals eating it you know and that's the stuff that makes humans sick um the oil itself is unstable so it's it's polyunsaturated so that the 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 molecule isn't fully saturated and it becomes unstable so it, it oxidizes easily you don't want oxidized particles in your in your bloodstream you don't want oxidized cholesterol you, you, you just don't want it um so when you cook in uh you cook in like ghee or butter or, or fats or what do you tallow. Tallow. Fat, yeah right okay Ta sorry beef tallow? Fat. yeah what's tallow beef fat beef fat beef so you fat. got lard oh, nice. which is pig fat tallow is, is beef fat so where do you get that from does it shop? I make mine i have a twitter post describing how to make it like if you just take um beef fat trimmings render it down so you cook it you know, when you cook a roast and there's all that, that fat on the bottom of the pan, you basically do that. Um, I get cheap bones, brisket bones. Nice. And I, I make a, a brisket pie and, and from that I get a heap of fat, um, you know. And the thing about the fat is, I don't know if you guys are buying into the whole um, a meat space risk, you know, the supply chain issues. and it's certainly an issue just know, now. It's, I mean, it's, yes, I, I kind of do buy into it, but uh, right now we can sort of see potentially what might, you know, like as an early what could, could, could happen. Of what might, what, what I think Australia is pretty well placed. We, we produce a lot of meat. We produce a lot of grain and yep. food ourselves. 
but the supply chains are, are fragile, you know. Um, I know where I can get beef pretty quickly around here if things get bad, but, you know, it depends on where you live. Um, so I, I've got the tallow, which keeps on the, on the bench. I can eat it with, you know, a stock of rice or potatoes or whatever. And it's just pure energy. It's, it's, um, how, how long does it last? You keep it down on the forever. Fridge, right? The shit lasts forever. Really? The Indians used to, um, they used to mix it up with dried meat, dried, dried uh, um, bison, uh, and make the permican, which is like a survival food. They wrap it in the hide of the animal. Oh. They found this old buried permican from from hundreds of years old. It's like it's still edible. It's just ah. just dried meat with fat around it, and the fat stops the, the oxygen getting in there, stops the the meat from spoiling. Lasts pretty much forever. Um, so, what did you notice that when you started, when you sort of finally became um, sort of settled on the diet you're going to kind of stick with? What were the benefits that you felt like health benefits diet uh, weight benefits energy what, what what did you notice the big ones uh, i've been lifting for a while lifting weights for a while um and my knees aren't aren't very strong they, they hurt when i do squats and, and deadlifts so i just be careful about my form um but my knees got stronger when i got rid of the plants and i don't think it was the adding the meat i think it was more taking away the plants i, th- I think the plants are causing me some sort of inflammation in my knees Start of arthritis. That's exactly what so, I was saying. Yeah, he, he started like talking about stuff. inflammation. Yeah. Like it's really yeah. autoimmune. Any autoimmune condition because they start really from your stomach lining or your intestines, allowing proteins to go into your bloodstream. Once the proteins go into your bloodstream, your body starts attacking them. Like your immune system kicks kicks in and starts attacking these proteins, and then gets like crazy and starts attacking itself. Yeah. Um, and a lot of lot of modern health conditions are autoimmune based. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, oh, well, let's go straight to conspiracy then. Um, <laughs> what? Um, that didn't take long. No, no, yeah, no, no, we, can, we can we can we can pull it back as well. But um, so, if if an ordinary person living in Queensland can feel like they worked this out, why do you believe that it's not? solid advice provided to you by health professionals there's no money in it like you look at the carnivores trying to make money those carnivore aurelius trying to sell pre uh, dried liver snacks i think it was um sean baker makes a bit of money out of it doing his podcasts and and he's got a few initiatives going i don't think there's a lot of money in, in making carnivore stuff um there's no supplements needed you know, you don't need, like, carnival takes away all your supplements. I used to take a, a huge amount of supplements. Um, I went through a Pete, Ray Pete phase where I, that was the, the low-fat, high-carb, where I, I cut out plant um, fibers, so the, the leaves and stalks and things like that, I just started taking them out. Um, and and they advocate, the, the Pete advocated for these these sort of supplements and all these different supplements and i spent a fortune on on these um, supplements and back in the early years i I used to eat a lot of spirulina and chlorella and all this green shit and um none of it gave me any benefit um and the carnival thing was i I dropped my last few supplements my protein supplement my um um, creatine the um the, the bodylifting supplement um, the only thing I kept was magnesium. I think magnesium is pretty important. I ate a lot of salt. 
Um, I think that's about it. it. It just, I don't feel the need for supplements anymore at all. Um, I feel pretty healthy, pretty energetic. Um, I think a lot of it was taking the plants out. I think taking the plants out gave me more benefit than anything I was bringing in. But meat, meat beef especially, is packed with nutrients. So no veggies um, other than what, potato? Potato, yeah, it's not even really a veggie, is it? Um, oh, I don't know. Is it yeah, technically maybe. <laughs> um, I've been eating veggies for three years now. Wow, and you look great, mate. Can I just say? Thank you. Look at it. Look at that complexion, <laughs> glowing. Healthy <laughs> um, beard. And to drink water. Mm. So yeah, the beard. The beard is the beard, sorry. Dogs in the beard, but the beard is terrific. Beef fat. <laughs> beef fat. Beef fat. Ice or no ice? <laughs> no ice. And so, but I, I think a lot of people when you say, oh, I'm going to go carnivore diet, they think, ah, oh, shit, I couldn't afford to eat steaks all day. Well, that's kind of what in, is in my mind. Right, and I, I, so I want, so it's got, my question is, no, but add on to it if you want to, but the yeah. question is, my question is going to be, uh, if you, you you seem to have cut quite a lot of things out as well, so mm. do you feel like you spend more money on your diet or less money on your diet, or you just prioritise your diet more? That's my part. If you've got something to add, go for it. Um, no, yeah. well, I was just, just going to say, um, Owen was talking about uh, you know, just just be, being purely carnivore, and then finding a farmer or someone local, mm. and you can buy half a cow or whatever, or go in with a mate or yeah. whatever, and then chest freezer and all, and you're away. So, um, but that's a good point. You know, if you're yeah, removing I, all these other things out, yeah, then end my, up going to waste in your bloody dr fridge drawer or turning to mush half the yes, time anyway. It's yes. so wasteful. Complete. Well, yeah. The, I just think that there's a lot of people out there going, "Oh, it's all good. It's all okay for you, rich Bitcoiners. Like, <laughs> you know, like you can eat your steaks." Every I genuinely think people will believe this, right? And yeah, whether yeah, it's yeah. Uh, you know, um, it's all very well. You know, you got Bitcoin ten years ago and you eat steaks every day. Lucky you. Mm. But what's the reality? Is it more expensive? Or, yeah. Sorry. Go That's on. The question. There's a question. Great uh, question. I think it's kind of. It starts off more expensive, yeah, because you've got your whole stock in the cupboard. You know, you've got. You've got all your attachments that you've already bought and you're, you're stocking up with beef, you're stocking up with spices and things to cook it. And I bought a thousand dollar barbecue, which God knows what that was in sats at the time. Um, you know, because oh, I, I was cooking, I, I was sorry, using my barbecue I, I, every day. I like barbecues. Can you, can I ask what kind of barbecue you got? Kamado, Kamado yeah. Joe. So the, it's like, like the, the big, big, the big one? Ah, uh, no, not the big Joe. I, I wish I'd bought the big Joe. I, I got the, um, the normal Joe, the regular Joe. So I'm a I'm like a Weber Weber kettle guy, um, but I've seen these Kamados and they look phenomenal. Oh, they're fucking brilliant! Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. The ceramic. So with the the uh, the Weber, they, they don't hold the heat. Like you, no, you're constantly no. out there checking to make sure it hasn't dropped or it's yeah, not too yeah. hot, not too cold. You're, you're babying all day. You, you set a brisket up at seven in the morning. Um, you know, open the, the, the window down the bottom just a little bit to let the air in and just a little bit up the top. And, and I know that that sucker will sit at 100 and, 110 for six, seven hours. Even. Really? No, no. With, and without having to add any more charcoal? No, nothing. It's just just loaded up at the start of the day. You start it in the middle and it just burns down and through. Um, and it just oh, holds wow. that temperature all day. Oh, wow. Um, absolutely amazing. I'm sold. Anyway, it, it sorry, what was the life. question? The question was, is it expensive to, <laughs> be, is expensive to go on the carnivore diet? Sorry. Initially, because you don't know where to buy your meat. Like, you start going to Woolies and you go get your um, $25 a kilo rump and you go, shit, this is going to cost me a fortune. I get my rump for about, I was getting it. It's gone up a little bit recently. It's gone up 5%, 10%. Well, I was getting it 
around about nine ten dollars a kilo to buy a whole rump like a, a six seven kilo rump um big butcher's knife and i chop that up i grind my own mince uh, i like burgers a lot um mm. i eat white white bread occasionally um so i grind my own mince up from the rump i take the picanha off which is the top cut so the the rumps this big big great thing and then the picanha sort of sits on the top what's that, that look that like this like, like the skin or, or the the fascia it's or a something thin cut. it's a thin cut on the top of the beef rump um and the south americans absolutely love it yeah um it's really beefy like it's the beefiest part of the, the a beef oh. that, that i found it has this deep beef and the fat on top of it's like butter like it, it just your appreciation for, for beef fat goes up really it's just just gorgeous yeah um very underrated though like um yeah, South, Central American, South American countries, it's, oh, it's the best bit. And then the Americans go for the ribeye. Oh, I haven't had rib- dinner. I haven't had dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really feeling it. <laughs> the, um, what was I going to say? Um, Let's just talk more about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, where is it going with that? Um, cost and conspiracy and... I mean, so, and so, well, going back to say supplements, you, you're dropping supplements, and then because they're damn expensive, you know what I mean? So, so it's all those add-on costs that you don't really yeah. factor in initially, but you and, and the stuff you throw out. Like I was buying, I was going to the markets every weekend, buying a heap of vegetables, and you know, by by Monday, Tuesday, they were wilted, and I was getting the chickens, mm. um, throwing them out. You know, so you don't you don't spend money on food to throw out. You know, yeah, everything yeah. everything you buy, you eat, or you don't eat it my dog eats it you know nothing gets wasted we don't throw anything out um a lot of empty food like the kids i've got two kids when we started transitioning to more meat they they stopped snacking they they just ate three meals a day now whereas before it was like every every hour they were asking for a snack it's like yeah, what the hell you just ate you know yeah. it was the grapes don't cut it um yeah, my my daughter doesn't like it. My daughter prefers sugar and carbs and and all those sorts of things. My son, my son's all over it. He loves loves meat. How old are you, kids? Um, my son's son's fifteen. Daughter's just about to turn fourteen. Yeah. So this close gap. They've always been homeschooled, so they've never been a traditional school. So I was red pilled quite a while ago. Um, yeah. Around so at the been, GFC. You're a Bitcoiner. You've been a Bitcoiner waiting for Bitcoin, basically, yeah. for a long, long I had time. Gold. I hit gold. So I, I was like, the government's corrupt. Money's bullshit. You know, what do I do? And and people put me on to um, some of the conspiracy theorists back back around 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And and it was gold. And I started looking at gold and went, this is just too freaking hard. Like, yeah. How do I how do I buy it? And then and then when I want to sell it, how do I sell it? You know, it, it was so illiquid and hard to hard to verify. You know, all the things that's so easy with Bitcoin, and yet it took me so bloody long to find Bitcoin. Um, yeah, I think I think everyone's got that. Yeah, I mean, I had this with Brenda. I mean, I I've never bought gold, but remember you when you were uh, when you were first, you bought some Bitcoin and then you were like, well, I want to buy some gold or some silver. Now remember that. How, oh, how, no, did, tell you, how did I go about that? Exactly. And I was like, mate, just don't. But and then you, but then you looked into like, but if you if you look into gold and silver after you've bought Bitcoin, eventually you go, no, this is why would you do this? What, this is yeah, ridiculous. It's too hard. It's far yeah. too difficult. <laughs> no, but what I did at the same time was I, I bought shares, and so I bought 
um, you know, mining stocks and yeah, you like set up per, a compact cup and Perth some Mint and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. S- uh, and but you felt like you needed to go through it, and that's oh, fine. yeah, exactly. That was that my is... that was my journey, and and I only said to my mate the you know my mate up the road yep. the other day, I'm like, if I put the money that I put into shares, oh, have you done the numbers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the barbecue issue, isn't it? Oh man, what um, <laughs> does your barbecue cost in sats? That's a great one. But if I did that and just went all Bitcoin, like it, it'd be all over. So anyway, yeah. But let's uh, move on. Back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love those stories. They are people just need to learn that those stories are your like your best story is not does never starts with this one time when I was being totally sensible. That mm. never happened, right? Your, your best story is this one time when my mate was being an absolute ass and I drank too much and blah, blah. That's your best story, right? And you nearly lost a leg or whatever. That's your best story. Yes, true. right. That's and that true. is true of Bitcoin too. Like this one time when I bought, you know, one Bitcoin for 200 bucks and, you know, sold it for 250, thought I was a legend. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good story. Yeah. But um, you don't have to beat yourself up over those things. It's hard, they're, they're, it'd be hard not to though, I reckon. <laughs> That's the lesson that keeps you keeps you going for those tough times. Like when you want to sell, when you you have doubts, like those yeah. sorts of things keep you going. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So hang on, mate. Let me just get the timeline then. So you said nineteen. So we're um, uh, you'd have been in before the big crash of, you know, in the, before the me. It was just starting me. to go up. It was starting to go up ahead of the um the halving. So all the halving hype was gotcha. going. Is it priced in? Isn't it priced in? And um. You know, I'm like, oh, this is a sweet deal. This is gonna, you know, 10x, 20x. I'll be able to, yeah. I'll be able to buy some. I'll be able to sell it. I'll be able to pay off my house, and everything will be sweet. Yeah. Um, you know, I had no idea. I, th- I thought it was a scam. I thought, I thought it was a scam, and, and I, th- and I'm almost ashamed to say that I was gonna buy some. I was gonna buy some and and let it go up, and then sell when it was at the top. You know, the typical yeah trader story. Um, I thought the underlying asset was a scam i thought it was a, a ponzi scheme um and i was going to make some money out of it you know real old old thinking legacy thinking um it's, it's funny to to think about now it just seems so stupid like the mentality of that that thinking of, of buying something cheating someone else out of their value and then and then benefiting from it it just it feels it feels so stupid now it's just yeah, the, how people the get premise of the it, whole financial system. But though, that's really. the, yeah, that's exactly it. Is that you, it feels like it, now it feels wrong, and you feel like you were doing the wrong thing. But before you had the knowledge of Bitcoin, that's what you had to do to get ahead. You yeah. had to shit. You were kind of trying. Yeah, you had to shit someone else to get ahead. Yeah. Right, that's the only way you could do it. Episode, and, e- and, sorry, episode title. You had to shit on someone. Yeah. <laughs> you have to shit on someone. Else what is it? Episode 24? 24. Had, yeah. <laughs> episode 24. You had to shit on someone to get ahead <laughs> until now. I think we'll let Presby come up with the title. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but once you know, once you know, you're like, oh, me doing what's right for me is actually good for somebody else as well. And the, the feeling of, when. The mm. feeling it's, is it's so much better. Mm. It is. It's. We do, I do a lot of sales training in my, my role, my, my legacy role. Um, and, and we talk about win-win situations. Like how, how can you have a, cus, a customer conversation? How can you sell someone something and, and have both people win? There's this kind of assumption with sales that sell, sellers are bad. They're just ramming shit down people's throats. You know, there's this, this lovely balance where you deliver value to the customer and the customer delivers value back in, in the form of payment. You know, the sellers aren't realizing because they've come from this, this background of, of selling 
widgets for a buck, you know, they're, they're pushing widgets out the door and they don't understand how much value they have in the conversation itself. So how much value are they bringing to the customer in having a conversation? They're dealing with customers' problems all day, every day, and they don't understand how much value they bring in in the conversation. And customers are quite happy to pay for that value in the form of buying their products. Yeah. And that, that exchange is just... It's everywhere. Once you see it in Bitcoin, you see it everywhere. There's, there's this subjective value everywhere. People are always looking for value and you've got value. You just don't, don't appreciate how much value you bring to the situation. I think that's what Bitcoin gave me. It gave me this, this framework to see everything better. Um, I don't know about you guys, but but my, my performance at work went up phenomenally. Like once I started getting that stuff in Bitcoin, it was like I could see all the value everywhere. Um, it's like a, you know, a sixth sense, you know, you could see it everywhere. So your, your legacy job, right, without going into detail, are you, as now a Bitcoiner, um, are you, are you turning up to work and, and because this is what, where I am at the moment, um, I find it hard. <laughs> in the government role, basically, um, where, and I've tweeted about this before, where there's, there is so much wankery and you know, sub meetings and meetings about meetings and it's just wasteful. It's, it's just rubbish. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm waiting, waiting to get out, but like, how do you, how are you with your legacy role? Some, some days, yeah, it's hard. Some days the, the bullshit is through the roof. You know, you can't, you can't just nod and smile and, and go on your way. They have, they have to force you to subject yourself to this kind of you got to participate in the meeting you know you got to add some crap to the the shit pot you know and, and stir it around with everyone else yeah sometimes it's hard but but other times i don't know you i feel like i get more my my industry's strained like people people want me to be creative you know there's there's a lot of demand for creativity in what i'm doing so i get to i get to i get to get that out of me you know like there's, there's a part of a human that wants to express creatively. Yeah. If you can do that at work, that's great. You know, yeah. you get a real buzz out of that. What is that, that horrible, uh, ass kissing, you know, the, I don't know how many times I've sworn. Have I, I gone over the swear limit? Um, no, fuck no. Fuck, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether I don't know whether I struggle more when it, when Bitcoin's peaking or when it's at the bottom. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. The, when it's at the top, I can't focus. You know, I'm just looking at the price, going, "Ooh, <laughs> you know, I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't have guys, to be here anymore. I'm going to need a pool, boy." <laughs> um, I think I think taking the fear out of losing my job was the big one. Yeah. I think once 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 it's the price started kicking up a little bit, it was like, okay, well, I don't actually need to be fearful of losing my job. I don't have to worry about feeding my family. I don't have to, I don't have to bow over to everyone. I, I can, I can speak freely. Yeah. If the worst happens, then I have to go find another job and I'll be okay for the next month or two while I find one. Um, that was, that was really empowering. Mm. Um, and I think there was a noticeable change in how I presented myself to people. I, I would tell execs how I felt you know yeah more confident and more, and more yourself more yeah and yeah. it was valued it was it was so surprising like when i dropped that fear how much more valued i was and how much more value the conversations i brought had yeah it was like wow why didn't i do that years ago when i was yeah. you know trying to rub 
uh, trying to trying to make money and you know get myself up the ladder. Now I don't give a shit about the ladder, and and suddenly it's it's all opened up. Did you find you got started to get a bit more respect from the other side as well when you start to present yourself in that way? Do you find how how is that how is that how is that that um that taken by the person you're you're talking to at work? I'll give an ex- I'll give an example, right? So I used to be I was a procurement guy, Scottish government. Um, I used to spend the taxpayers' money. Am I yeah, doing the micro? In front of it. Um, the um and so I but I used to call, but well I was I was permanent staff for a long time and I went this is I can't deal with this shit anymore and I left and then roundabout way came back and became a contractor in the same damn job, right? <laughs> but but getting paid whatever two or three times more, so it was less less painful. Um, and then and I did one contract at one point. I finished up on the contract. Been there for probably eighteen months. Um, got good relationships with the people and left and I had another you know someone else on, in my mind and the guy who I was working for like three days later gave me a call and I was like oh hey hey Rob how you doing I think and you know I'd left a pen in the office or something like that and he <laughs> and he said no I've got I guess, I've got, oh, just talked to myself um oh, I've wait, got, I've, yeah yes yeah, yeah, I've, I've been really good lately. yeah, yeah no, you're no, doing no. it okay. talks to me yep. um so uh, yeah what can i do for you he says i've got something else i got another job for you if you're keen i'm like mate i only left two days three days ago and and i just it, it meant i didn't want to say no right but i, I well sorry i did want to say no but I, I i had a good relationship with this guy and I, he was a nice guy so i so i what i said to him was oh mate if i was i've got other plans if i was going to do um if i was going to come back i'd have to give you a silly number i don't want to charge you that and he said D- he said tell me what's the number i gave him the number and he said give me 10 minutes and he came back, <laughs> came back and, and i was like oh what have i done like and so he said he's only funny back yeah that's no problem that's been proved i was like oh you are kidding me so then and then i went back i went back in i was back for another year and a half like doing this crap now granted i was being paid more yeah but that was just my, here's the point i was putting um when all of a sudden I was dictating more of the way the relationship went than they were, all of it, the res- level of respect I was getting, I started to get back was actually much greater as well. So maybe if the Bitcoin puts you in a position where you can be a bit more forceful in your role, all of a sudden the response actually starts to get better too. And the level of work you end up doing in your role gets better. You know, everybody wins. I think it's the value thing again. Like, so when you, when you say no, when you, when you put yourself up there, if you give you if you give your stuff away for free, no one values it. You know, it's free. Who, who values? Hey, hang on, free man. Stuff? Hey, no one's paying us for this podcast. I know. <laughs> We're are, are we are we ten brisket though? Sorry, mate. Go on, go on. It, and and then the subjective value goes up. So they they see your value as being higher because now you're not suddenly so available. You know, mm-hmm. when I worked in government, my rule was don't ever reply to an email straight away. You always delay it. You know, even if you can answer it straight away, always delay it. In sales, you never answer the customer's question straight away. You talk to them and find out more details. As soon as you solve the problem, they're at the door gone. You, you kind of, you have to play this game of subjective value and how do you elevate your value up higher? And one of the greatest ways is saying no. Like as soon as someone can't have what you, you offer freely, it suddenly becomes more valuable. I want it. How much is it worth? There's always a price, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I'm currently on contract working in the same job I was working in three years ago. Um, when March 2020 hit, I got made redundant. I took a very large package and I eventually put it all into Bitcoin. Uh-huh. And then they brought me back six months later on twice the salary I was on before, except yeah. now it's a it's a week-to-week contract and, and I don't have that 
you know, security. I don't mind. I'm quite comfortable with that now. I, I feel it's a more transparent relationship. If you don't like me, I don't have to do a performance review each year. I don't have to do yeah. all this crap that employees have to do. Yeah. You know, if you don't like me, get rid of me. You get rid of you me. Know, exactly right. Day, if I'm not good yeah. enough, get me out the door. That's ex- And you'll that's, perform, you'll perform better as a result. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so I'm held accountable each, each week, you know, um, because I know my, my contract can be stopped at, at any point in time. Um, so I'm more honest about it. I'm more transparent. They're happy. Um, you know, and then there's the whole, um, whole arrangement, you know, the, do you have employees anymore? You know, is it ethical to have contractors when you need them and just get rid of them when you don't need them? Um, which Australians don't seem to like, they like their, um, solid job. I, I was born in England, by the way, I, I grew up with migrant parents. Um, so I, I'm, I sound Australian because I've learned to sound Australian, but I always found myself a bit of an outsider to Australians. So. See, because I, I thought I was picking an accent. I thought you were like maybe my accent's all fucked up. <laughs> US, yeah. So there's there's a bit of a US twang in there too. Yeah. Whereabouts in England, eh? Or where? Yeah, sorry. I don't even know. It was um, Suffolk, I think. Um, okay. Wow. How old were you when you came out? One. One. So very oh, young. Wow. So I. I, my parents brought me over. Um, they bought a house in Springvale in Melbourne, which is a kind of a Vietnamese migrant area. Um, just 20, well, probably 40 years now. Mm. Um, so I grew up going to school with Vietnamese guys, Turkish guys, Lebanese guys. Oh, and you then, get, get like, the whole mix. I got the whole mix. And then my parents decided to move out to the country because why not? Yeah. Um, and then it was a real cultural shock. You know, I, I had still had an English accent as a kid. All these Australian kids were making fun of me for saying branch and yeah. and uh, yeah, certain words I just picked up on ruthless. Um, yeah. Kids are brutal. Oh, yeah. Kids are absolutely brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and which is going to be funny, but it can be hard. It can be difficult too. And then you, then you turn into a 6'4 behemoth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the little, get picked on little so kid from history classes all of a sudden, not, yeah, so, yeah. not so big. Um, so that's quite interesting. You grew up around a lot of sort of migrant community. Uh, like, how does that, how does that shape your thinking as well? Because um, you, you obviously, you people, you know, anybody who's part of a big migrant community, there's, a, there's still a lot of um, association with home. You know, people talk about it all the time the 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 holiday there. They you know they travel to there. They transfer transmit money between places. No, did that have any effect on you, or how? Or do you think it did? My my next door neighbor was a, running a sweatshop in their garage, and I remember going around there. They were Vietnamese, and I'd I'd hang out with Moy, the daughter, and um, we'd eat pumpkin seeds in the garage while we turned sweaters, jumpers inside out that they'd sewn together on these machines, sewing machines. And I thought it was completely normal. They mm-hmm. had roosters in middle of Melbourne. They had roosters and the whole garden was a, was a vegetable patch. Um, you know, the fights we used to get into in the, in the playground were, were just insane. The kids were just not, they're not messing about. Like mm-hmm. they would come at you with sticks and, you know, they were, they were trying to take blood and there was no teachers. I don't know where the teachers were. They weren't, weren't in the playground. We used to, we used to, it used to be quite scary. Um, and then I went to the country, went to Swan Hill, which is up Mildura, kind of, you know, flat, red earth, dry farming land. And um, 
the kids used to cry when I punched them. And I was like, what, what's going on? Like, <laughs> you know, I thought that was normal, you know? Yeah. So I had to, I had to learn to fit in. I spent my life fitting in and then suddenly with Bitcoin, now I can be myself. I can, I can be my autistic weird self and, and no one, no one can stop me. You know, like there's nothing, nothing to fear anymore. Um, that's a nice yeah, feeling. That's a nice feeling, I suppose. Look, without knowing how old you are, but to have years of that experience and then find something that just goes, oh, yeah, you know? And it's not like you want to... Well, uh, sorry, not put words in your mouth, but like it's not like you want to um, force your opinion on other people. It's just that you can have your own express, opinion, express your own you can opinion. express yourself, right? yeah. And then and, and and other if people don't, don't like it, that's yourself. okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really freeing feeling. I think everyone has this deep desire to express themselves, to be heard. Um, and I, I think, I think the dangers come in when you, when you suppress that, when, when a man can't express his manliness because he's feared of being toxic, you know, toxic masculinity. Men are meant to be men. I, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. As long as you're not infringing on other people's right. And that, that was the other thing. Bitcoin gave me this very clear set of principles. If I'm not infringing on your right to do what you want to do, then then it's quite okay. Yeah. Um, I, I feel that solid base of, of right and wrong is, is giving me a lot of, um, a lot of freedom to express myself without fear of hurting someone accidentally. Now I know if someone, someone gets hurt, I've either, miss my cues wrong we're like socially a little bit awkward you know or or they're just a little bit precious you know it's it's something i've triggered by what i've said in them that that's caused the um the issue and it, it, it yeah i mean it, and you don't have to get on with everybody you know that, you that's don't. not that's not the goal the goal is to sort of find your tribe and yeah. and and you know engage with them but uh, like if everybody wanted to live you know in the same city it'd be awful Right, because we'd all live in the same city, and it'd be awful if everybody wanted to be a, you know, a gymnast. Being a gymnast would be awful. A a anything, pick anything. So you, it's, how do you I, drive a gymnast? I have no idea. I just yeah. looked at Brisket and I thought, <laughs> I looked at Brisket and I thought, gymnast. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, like that's that's the point. That's the whole point. Um, everybody has. That's to the be point of diversity. Like yes. they talk about diversity in the workplace, but they don't talk about diversity of ideas. Like you've just got to tick the boxes, you know. <laughs> have you got the, the black person? Are you an Asian? Are you, do you have this quality, this physical trait? You know, it's not what diversification, it's not the value that diversification brings. It's, it's the value of diverse ideas. You know, it's the conflict where the value is. You know, if I'm butting heads with someone, it's because there's something wrong. There's, there's either I'm wrong, they're wrong, or there's something wrong about the model or how we're framing it, you know, and there's value exploring that. Um, we're all and even Bitcoin is on Twitter. Unless you disagree with us, and then <laughs> there is a, there was a video recirculating in the last couple of days of um, somebody has set up a marketplace for people who are not vaccinated, and the media. There was a media reporter reporting from outside because she had not been allowed in, and she was furious that she hadn't been allowed in. And you're sort of thinking, I'm sort of thinking because she's vaccinated. Yeah, because she's vaccinated, right? Which is quite amusing, right? And I'm thinking, hang on. So you're not okay with segregation mm. unless it's on your own terms, mm. right? You know, it's just like, it's it's the, it's the, it's the I don't know, the, the, the tunnel vision there is unbelievable. The, yeah. the, the hypocrisy is incredible. Hypocrisy, like, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I love it. I love it when Bitcoin is, 
say something controversial, like controversial amongst Bitcoiners. They say something radical and I like it, not necessarily because I agree with them, but I like the way this conversation is going to go. You know, that's something okay. I thought, you know, let's see popcorn time. <laughs> you know, instead of just nailing it on the head, no, you can't say that because that's wrong. That's not Bitcoin. You know, they'll, they'll explore it. And, you know, wow, there's value in that. Yeah. Um, you know, why, why can't I say that? You know, what's so, so wrong about it, you know? Yeah, I've had a go at the laser eyes brisket and people have not taken too kindly to that, but it's fun. <laughs> it's, yeah, um, yeah, well... Hey, look, I've tricked them already. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I can see I your mean, little face getting tense. No, no, like, I, I totally get where you're coming from. And, like, it's kind of laser eyes that people just... Like, I still have laser eyes on my thing. Uh, I know, I'm not asking. That's but, the but, but I've forgotten about it, you know I, I know, mean? I know. I, I'm, I'm just... I'm just pressing, but I'm not saying it to piss people off. Yes, you and are. I, I'm yes, not, you well, are. But I'm, I'm not. I don't. I'm not. Well, I'm certainly not saying it for to, to make you change your mind. Yeah, no, no, no. And I, 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 I love it when I personally get triggered by same as you, brisket. When somebody's put something on, like, oh, that's a bit far. That's a bit much. You start typing. It's like, no, no. Yeah. yeah. You, know, <laughs> you, know, you go. Why am I so triggered? What? What's, yes. what's What are they saying that's so triggered me? You know. Yeah. And then you get to personally explore it. And you you walk away from it and you come back and you go, oh, they've got a point, you know. There's something <laughs> yeah. in there. All these people criticizing Australia. Australia is a prison island, you know. And you start to go, oh fuck you, you know. Australia's <laughs> yeah. a really good place to live. Except that's a this that's a funny feeling, hey, because that's happening in a lot, you know. Like Australia is dead and blah blah blah. It's just like, hey, oh, oh yeah, but, it's 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 cool. but I'm still here and I'm a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's that. worth fighting for. It's a good place. Like it's it's such a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, but we've got to change. You know, but we've got to change everywhere. There's there's a whole heap of stupid shit going on that that's got to change. Yeah. It has to. It will. So are our countries even relevant anymore, Brisket? Let's go there. Yeah, they got passports. There's there's lines, jurisdictions. You know. Like it's just it's, it's, a country's an idea. That I I think a, like patriotism is is quite a it's quite a clever um, method of control. Yes. Right. I don't know if you're a sports guy. Brendo's not a sports guy. I quite like my sports, but um, it's a very easy oh, way no, to no, trip. No, 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 no. Come on. I like some sports. I just don't like Scottish football. Soccer. Right. Okay. Well, no, <laughs> no nobody, not even Scottish people like Scottish football. We just go right. I mean, Brisket's obviously got the gymnastics to fall back on. But, but um, if if you if you tr if you trigger somebody on their football team or their country, it's we're, what is wrong with us? There's, oh, like, the whole burning the flag thing. It's like, the tribal. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. do we need it? Is it is it necessary? Mm. Or to become? We're gonna have tribes. We have to have tribes. We're, we're tribal, genetically tribal. You know, we evolve with tribes, so we okay, have to but, have them. So, what do the new tribes become? Or do we need new tribes? Or do what what are they? I think they're more more likely to be around your locations. Um, so. I want you on my tribe, Brisket. <laughs> I want you guys too. I'd like to have... My, my whole thing is get some land. I, I'm on two acres here and I want more. It's not, I'm not... I've not got enough distance from people. And I think, well, what, what would living on 400 acres look like? I'd want Bitcoiners around me. Or if not Bitcoiners, people that have a similar base level yep. of, you know, respect and, and, and values that, that I... You know, I don't have to agree with you every day. I... I I like to have arguments, you know, arguing's yeah. fun. Yeah. But if you're talking about shit that just doesn't make sense, like uh, I, I grow very um, tired very quickly and I just want to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the whole point of... That's the gecko. Like, the gecko, yeah. The, the, like the science, right? Science is not... It never. Science never progressed. Consensus. 
Yeah, yeah. It never progressed because everybody agreed with everybody else, right? It only progressed because ever somebody had a different idea. They went and tested their hypothesis. They they found out they were right or they were wrong. They came back. They presented it. We moved forward, and that, yeah. it should always be questioning. Yes, always. That's the whole fucking point of science, right? And the fact that we're getting this is hundred percent. You know, consider you cannot see this in science. Don't question it. Don't question well, the science. No, that's ridiculous, <laughs> right? But 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 what? Well, Shits me is that the scientists are getting involved in this now. Well, they were probably never scientists in the first place. Maybe they're just exposing the ones who were never scientists in the first place. Yeah, I think the scientists have been quiet. They get, they get funding. They, they rely on public funding, just like universities and, and all these these structures. They rely on, on someone ticking a box so that they can get mm -hmm. more funding. Well, when you've got it, like Coca-Cola Coca funding um, scientific studies, there's, there's something diet, like, about nutrition. Diet studies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's bonkers, though. It's bonkers. Like, yeah. uh, it's, it's the you do your own research. You have to do your own research. You know, you got to do your own experiments. You know, the whole diet thing was not that. That's, this seems logical. Let's see how it works, you know. And it, I invested a lot of time. I, I eventually got somewhere that I think is valuable, but you don't need to go that far. You can trust someone like Owen, not necessarily me. You trust someone else that you, and then try it out. You know, you can skip all the other shit, you know, skip yeah. the, the low fat, high carb stuff, you know, just go straight to the source. Yeah. Um, I mean, frankly, mate, I'm at the very, try. I'm at the very beginning, beginning of that journey. I, I've not come in from that angle. And I'm, you know, I've only, you know, I've, I have some health issues. I don't necessarily need to go into just now, but for me, I've just gone, right, cut the sugar, cut the sugar and just see. Sugar, sugar is the one I, I disagree on. I, I think sugar is, sugar is going to make you fat and it's going to increase your, your blood sugar level. It's going to make you insulin, less insulin sensitive. So yeah, that that's going to cause problems, but it's not the sugar itself that causes that. Like the, the polyunsaturated fat is what, causes you to met metabolically slow down. It's what causes all this real damage. If you're metabolically healthy and you have sugar, you, your bl blood glucose goes up, you build a little muscle, you fill your, your muscle glycogen stores and you're ready to go. You know, it's not harmful as such. It's when you add all this other crap on top that, that it makes it dangerous. Um, so, so what is it? Is it brisket, 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 Skittles? <laughs> there's there's a pod title <laughs> um so hang on is, so is what is let me just translate that for the idiot here me at seed oils as a as a matter you have to cut seed oils out cut your margarine cut your throw your canola go through your packets and see like there's canola oil and freak freaking everything you know and the way you can counter some of that if you do want to have a little bit of vegetable oil that's wrapped up in whatever a pastry or something like that you add some saturated fat because the saturated fat will will buffer out sort of stabilize the unsaturated fat and this is all my opinion um not yeah, backed by any science other than you know some other shit i've read off some weird website <laughs> the thinking is the saturated fat buffers the the unsaturated fat and makes it more stable so um, um what about what what's your opinion on grape seed oil same thing it's a seed oil man like just See, don't bother with it. Why, why my, do you need my, it? Well, my wife um, now buys grape seed oil because it's something to do with olive oil and it's, a, a high a higher smoking, boiling point or smoking point, point, a high smoking yeah. point. So you can cook it a little bit higher. Yeah. You can you can cook with it more yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beef fat, man. Just go 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 to the supermarket. You don't have to make it. You just go to the supermarkets in the um where the butters are. There's usually lard, yeah. tallow. 
Yeah, fuck yeah. And I think they have some of those animal shortening. But yeah, you get a little block. I think it's four or five bucks for 250 grams. So it's about 20 bucks a kilo. Um, not Last super forever. expensive. No one buys it. Some of the, the old people, the boomers that, that tend to buy the tallow and the, the lard. Yeah. Um, it's still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, guys. <laughs> mean, mean potatoes, you know. that There's a reason that it's a thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I eat a lot of meat and potato. Meat, steak and potato just go so well together. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah marriage. Nice. Um, so, uh, hang on. I'm, I, I'm you got jump, more? No, I'm jumping away crazily. I'm, That's all right. But, yeah, so the um, – where was I going? Yeah, so I was going back to work type of thing. Um, I still feel that people who are – doing their fiat their legacy job their fiat job are probably the most and stacking bitcoin as best they can are probably the most uh influential and people in in the space completely because what they're doing anybody who's working a bitcoin job is a hundred percent if you're a hundred percent in the bitcoin yeah. economy you're not bringing anything else new to it you're bringing a business or a service and i granted that's fantastic but you're not bringing anything in terms of monetary value anymore well that's only if they're getting paid indeed yeah yeah Indeed, I, I think their their intellectual value is being brought to the table. Oh, completely. I, I think, you know, the number of times where I've talked to someone at work and gone, and at the end of the conversation, can I ask you a question? Do you, do you know? Do you Bitcoin? Like, yeah. just because they're, they're so biased and they're so out of the box thinking, they just or they're a little bit autistic, and you go, oh man, like I resonated so well with you. Do you oh. Bitcoin? You know, yeah. a lot of the time they don't. You know, well, that's but okay, like, but a lot of ten, that's all. Yes, I've said to a lot of people, "Oh, mate, you're a bitcoiner," and they're like, "I'm not, a bit, I'm not a bitcoiner." I said, "Mate, you're a bitcoiner." Yeah, 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 yeah. You just don't know it yet. Yeah, you yeah. just don't know it yet. Exactly. Uh, another pod title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, God damn. Um, so, um, Wes, fucking oh hell, God, dude. I'm, I'm back. <laughs> I'm gonna mark that again. <sighs> so, Wes said that uh, we should talk to you about learning. So I'm just going to... Oh, yeah, no worries, mate. Was he getting a beer? Sing us a song, Howard. All right. Uh, the song I figured you... Um, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It already docks with... Yeah, exactly. That's two for you, man. Two, two. Like, we should actually keep a running score card or something. Yeah, we like, should. We should. You were, you were 10 dogs jar. The dogs yeah, jar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. The dogs jar. Dogs jar. So we yeah. could buy sats with a dogs jar. That's a good idea. Yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah, tip it. Do it in sats. Multi sick. Here you go. It's a great idea. Um, yeah, learning. Totally transparent. What, um, what? Why should we talk to you about learning? Oh. Ah, stop it! <laughs> Fifty sets. Jeez. <laughs> He's one of the few Bitcoiners I know by first name. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We we've had chats. Like when I watch Wiz facilitate, and he, he just facilitate. There's, there's, there's a difference between trainers and facilitators. Facilitators, they don't just stand up there and get, distribute information. Um, they they pull it out of the people in the room. You know. He does it really well. He's like a natural. Some some facilitators have a natural knack for doing that. They they interact with the room, um, just just as a like sixth sense. They just start doing it. Start asking questions. They draw information. They draw the value that's coming from the room rather than bringing it and going. This is what I've got. Mm. Um, he's able to draw it out of people. So I, I've had it. Like my my gut feel was he's got a facilitation background, you know, because of my bias around around that. Um, 
you know, I, I had a chat with Wiz about um, game theory. Some I got into game theory eight to ten years ago when it was all on sort of just web pages. There was there was no there was no bitcoins around talking about it, um, and it was more about the Cold War and how it, that evolved with the US <clears throat> and the Russians about to nuke each other, and they they use game theory to try and figure out you know what was going to happen you know who was what was going to happen when this happened you know and they had mm. all these different ways scenarios and for me the the biggest a lot like looking through game theory in text is is really dry and, and trying to figure out all these tables and wh which which does this when that happens uh, but my biggest takeaway from that was that humans become unpredictable when they start acting in other people's best interests so when they start looking out for for your interest or they become unpredictable you don't know like game theory hinges on the individual looking out for their own self-interest and when humans start looking out for other people's self-interest they, they're acting irrationally they're no longer acting within the, the bounds of what we expect them to do they're doing something unpredictable and i thought that was really really interesting I, I still don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing um I can't remember why that was to do with Wiz. I think it was just a conversation we had. Uh, um, yeah, as no, a, he he, it was him that mentioned to us that that um, we should talk to you about just learning and just generally. Um, and, uh, I've had probably twenty years experience in learning. Now um, I got an IT degree, and then to pay for my IT degree towards the end, I, I started doing Docker, like system documentation, uh, writing training manuals, and doing all that sort of stuff. And then when I got my IT degree, I got, a, I got a, an IT job, started programming. Uh, I think I got eight to 10 months into that and went, this isn't for me. Um, I, I just, I'm just not a programmer. I, I wasn't that good at it. I could, I could sort of hack away at it. I can read code and debug code, but I'm not a, not a it's not my, my, my key strength. Uh, it was the human side that kind of interested me more. So I went into learning. I moved to Canberra for the money. There's a lot of training money in government, as uh, you yeah. know, uh, SAP implementations and, and system training. Um, I spent about 18 months in camera before I just lost my shit. I think that's around about when the JFC hit yeah. and I decided to move to Queensland, um, which is a really dumb move because I was out of work, I think, for 12 months um, with the JFC, moving to Queensland. Two kids under two. Uh, I had a lot of time to do some research and do conspiracy theories and... Um, why the world was fucked. Are you, are you happy now though, being up there? Are you happy up where you are? I love Queensland. Yeah, I love it. I wouldn't go back. Wouldn't go back to Canberra. Um, definitely wouldn't go back to Melbourne. I love. I love the food. Love the culture of Melbourne, but the weather kind of sucks. Yeah. And the people. Just so many people. Um, so I'm on the Sunshine Coast. It's a bit more chilled. Um, yeah, it's the worst. The worst part of the year is summer, yeah. where it's hot and humid. Yeah, well, yeah, we're, as you were saying before we recorded, like, we're sweating like buggers. Oh, yeah. I can imagine you'd be so what yeah. you struggling with that beard. So you, what, you want to go up to, you want to find a little bit of land in the hinterland and with a bit of a sea breeze, or is that the goal? Just north of Gympie. I think Gympie seems to be the, the freedom line in Australia. Anything north of Gympie seems to be relatively free. Um, It's a real difference. You, you, even, you go half an hour up the road from me and, and there's no masks everywhere yeah i go into town there's everyone's wearing masks yeah. everywhere it's it's just strange in a climate like queensland to have cloth diapers on your face um it's just really strange traditionally we, 
like up until recently, we've not not been real mask wearers, and, and now for some reason, everyone's wearing masks. It's really strange. It's um, yeah, just the lack of. Frankly, I don't care if somebody wants to wear a mask. I don't like it personally, but if somebody else wants to do it, I don't particularly care. It's just I just want to understand the thought process that people have when, when they walk down the street by themselves in the fresh air wearing a mask, or I've seen people out riding their bikes wearing a mask. I, I just don't get it. Like what? it's fear. It's fear. just fear, yeah, absolutely. But it's not. It's not logical. Like no. it's just not logical. And I guess you know if you're of a Bitcoin, but it's right. not their fault. That's the, that's no, the other point. No, I suspect no, I that too weak that. They don't want to wear a mask. I don't think people like wearing the mask, but they don't like the social stress or the the tension that that comes from being different, from standing out. And I found when you, when you walk around the supermarket and you're smiling, you're happy, and you're talking to people, there's this like wave behind you that start taking their mask off. And maybe one or two, you know, you sort of go, "I saw you before, and you're wearing a mask, but now you're not." You know, and you give them a little nod and. Yeah. And keep going, yeah. and you go. I've, I've changed. I've changed someone's day a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed actually when when the mask. God, when was it now? I'm as you can probably imagine, not much of a shopper, but I had to. Well, it must have been pre Christmas picking up Christmas presents for someone, and I had to go to Target. And it was the time when the mask, oh, for some reason, all came off. When was so that? It was like Just before, one week, a week before Christmas. Week. Or something <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and I went, and it was. I was genuinely like, not that I'm like. As I say, I don't don't take any joy walking around the mall. But um, you're licking poles. No, I was, and... like, no, I was like, I was genuinely <laughs> nice to see people's faces. Like, yeah, I know. It was it's nice weird. to see people's faces. I was like, oh my god, I've missed, I can't believe I've missed faces. But it is. It's just. It's just. Uh, yeah. It's just not it's very way. human. We're not it's human. Not exactly right. It's very human. It's dehumanizing. You can't see someone's face, their expression. They don't. They're not no longer human. They're just these two little eyes sticking over the uh, the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I, I think that's part of. <laughs> The whole thing is just taking the humanity, humanity out of people, you know. And it's just wrong. Um, All right, we, we so, got more. No, I just want. I just, yeah, I've got a bit more. So Hats has this thing, right, Brisket? I don't know if you've noticed or how many of our pods that we've listened to. I, I can. I feel when it's time to wrap up a pod. But but Hats just wants to keep going. No, I just want to talk Bitcoin. I, mean, I don't. I don't care. You can stop recording. I don't mind. I'll just stand up to Brisket all yeah, that. Yeah, well, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> But, that was um, the whole aim. I, I didn't know what the hell I was going to talk to you guys about. I was like, I'm some, some pleb. I'm not not some. Uh, these are, these are the best. Look, I've had. I, I reckon this has been one of the best conversations. Quite honestly, like I've I've had a lot of fun. So it's a sitting a chat. So we, we when there's no agenda, it's usually much better. It's just more. It's more natural, and it's yeah. it, what it does is it sometimes can give you the sort of little pauses in a conversation because you're like, oh, what are we talking about next type thing. But generally, it's just a much more open conversation. Yeah, yeah, and, fully. And I, I'm interested. I can't in, feel- Go on, mate. So, so you did Owen recently, um, and his farm, and and whenever I see a Bitcoiner with with some land and cows, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> How can you justify it? like? Because I want to do the same thing. I, I want my land. I want cows. I want I I, I want to do that for a job. You know, I'm happy for them. I'm like, how can you justify the opportunity cost? And I think there's a whole heap of Bitcoiners who are in a similar position. They got they want to start building. But they don't have the capital. Like everything they want to do is is requiring capital. Yeah. We don't all have to be cow farmers. Like it, yeah. the whole beautiful thing is that we all do our own thing that we're really good at. Yeah. That that requires a little bit of capital to get going. And I think a lot of bitcoins are sitting there going, "I was promised 100k by Christmas. What yeah. the hell?" You know. 
I think I we're probably, working my job now for another six twelve months. Conference day. What are we? Another yeah. yeah. Well, what are we? Another, what are we? Maybe we're a cycle away from a lot of Bitcoiners with ideas prepared to give up some of their their stash. Not give up some of their stash, but to just to back themselves with some of their stash. And that's going to be really fucking interesting, yeah. right? Yeah. When people. When people all of a sudden go, you know, I'm 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 feeling good now. I feel like I can walk away from my work, but also I feel like I can I lose ten percent of my stash, and it's not going to be the end of the world for me. I'm going to go and do this, and I'm going to do it bloody well. Yeah. And that's that's like you know the you know the post I'm going to make. What is uh the, I'm going to make you irrelevant? You guys know that. Uh, oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. It does have totally bitched. Oh that, no, you've told me this. It's, it's just yeah, one yeah. of the greatest tweets ever. But um, but um, but it's just like no, no, I'm doing this. I don't care what you say, and it's my money. I don't care. It doesn't matter anymore, yeah. right? I don't care if it's profitable because yeah, it's no it longer about the profit. Yeah. It's about what I value. I want yeah. to do this because I value it. That's it, know? right? And it's different it's, mindset. It's yeah. a huge. It's, a, it's just what a shift in mindset that is. Yeah. Like everybody, everybody out there is oh, vast majority of people are thinking, how do I just you know make enough money to have a, a quality of life that I'm comfortable with, and sort of in my retirement, I'll be okay. Mm. That's that's general mindset, right? Mm, mm. It's a pretty, it's a, but it's a pretty pathetic goal, really. If you think about it, you're, you're not making the most of yourself or your life. You're just trying to get by. Yes, and nothing against people doing that. But a lot of people feel that that's their only thing they can do right now, right? What, what we're trying to trap get... that. Say again, it's a trap. Like, of course, you're stuck on the hamster wheel. The hamster you can't wheel, stop. Exactly. Yeah, you can't yeah, stop yeah. running because then your your car repayments and your mortgage repayments and your phone bill and and all this shit collapses. Everything's built on this kind of fragile little structure. As soon as you stop running on the hamster wheel, everything collapses. And you go, oh, "Fuck, I'm trapped in this this thing. I have to I have to be good. I have to be nice. You know, I, have to, I can't upset the cart. You know." Mm-hmm. I read the tweet <clears> the other. I read a tweet the other day, and it was um, somebody saying that it, it must be really interesting for people who have just just retired you know they've, they've they felt like they've done this their whole life and they've just retired and then and basically inflation is putting them back in the workforce right it will uh, i saw that it, you know within the, within the next year or two it's going to push a lot of these people back in the workforce because like well hang on a second i i did everything right yeah. why do i not have enough to get by you know why can't i fill up my car why can't i show up in the supermarket why can't i and they're, they're going to be questioning that and then they're going to blame themselves Firstly, because they're going to think, no, they've done something wrong, when actually they've done nothing wrong. And then I hope that they then go looking for the answer. Um, and that's why people have to get out there with information. Mm. Um, but um, that's tough if you're, you know, I don't know, late 60s maybe, and you're thinking, well, I've worked my ass off for my family, my kids, for you know 40 years. Now's my time. And they're about to find that now isn't their time. And that's not, that's not going to be an easy uh, realization for a lot of people. Mm. Yeah, how's your super going? Like, you know, my super's done all right. Um, you know, I, I've made the super, self-managed super fund switch a while ago. Before that, before I, I switched it over, I had no idea how I was going to retire. You know, a 40-year-old dude working. I've never contributed to my super. I always thought it was a bit of a scam. It was like, I'm not, I'm not giving you some of my money. You're already taking seven and a half, I think it started off at. Um, you know, I've got this little tiny chunk and you, you think I'm going to retire on that? And yeah. I, I was always, it's like, what the hell am I going to do with my super? And how much do I need to go to retire? When we had, you know, um, that, that number keeps going up. Yeah, when we had Andy on, he was sort of talking through that whole process. And it do, it sounds it sounds complicated, but then... What, would he, what did he say? It was about six weeks start to finish though? Yeah, but, and, but he had to set up a company or set up a... Oh, self-managed super? Yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't listened to that podcast. It was really easy. It was, was it? 
He, he, Crazy, well, he was straightforward, but a lot of forms and a bit, a bit of sort of oh, yeah. it's, around. It's but, bureaucracy. You yeah. have to set up a company. You become a director. You know, you pay a, a vig each year. You pay a commission each year to your, your accountant to do the books and rubber stamp things and push everything through. But yeah. it's worth it. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, there's nothing more lower time preference than your retirement fund. Like. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to worry about that. My my whole thing is when it gets to a certain point, I, I pull a chunk out of that and buy a farm with it, and then lease the farm off my super company. That's that's one of the um, the options I'm really keen about, because I you don't get it to benefit your super until you turn sixty. I think it is in Australia. Well, six, um, I thought it was sixty-seven. Or sixty at the moment. At the moment. Or, oh, I think okay. it's it's either sixty now. Or 65, I can't remember. Yeah, I, yeah. I dare say when we're old enough to use it, they'll have pushed the, the line a little bit further out. Yeah, but yeah. that's kind of um, that's kind of an example of you taking some of your Bitcoin wealth and, you know, a, 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 an element that you're, inverted commas, prepared to lose um, and putting it into something as in backing yourself. And it doesn't have to be as a property. A, like property is mm. not a bad investment still. It's, it's not as good as some other investments. But if I'm going to diversify my superannuation, I kind of wouldn't mind benefiting from it a little bit and, yeah. and you can't directly benefit from your super fund, but you can, if it's a, it passes some sort of business business test, I can't remember the wording, uh, which a farm does. It's, it's yeah. a business. You, you then have to set up a business and lease that, that farm from your super company. So you, you, you're paying funds into your super fund, uh, super company via the lease. Mm. And those obviously get shuffled off into SATs. Um, and you get to enjoy the farm, you know, and you, and that, that's, that's what excites me. Um, cause I'm, I'm not really prepared to lend, do this whole Bitcoin lending thing. I just don't think it's evolved enough, especially in Australia. Um, it just looks too bloody risky to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's, what's, the amount, what's your time frame for Bitcoin. the farm? What's your time frame on Bitcoin going to a million? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah like that could I, be it. this cycle or next cycle, it's not. It's, it's two or f two or six years. Yeah, I no. think, I think this cycle is just going to keep going up. I don't think, I think it's a different cycle. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about the moon, keep going up. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful for that, but I just I look at it and I go, um, we're not. It's not. This is not what's happened before. It is, is that right? Is that it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not what's happened before. So we're almost um, halfway. So, so we're two two years and about three or four months, I think, in until the next next halving. We know know what happens when the next halving kicks in. Yeah. You know, yeah, more excitement and all of a sudden, when you fun. get sort of within the twelve months of the next one, people start, you start anticipating the next one. Attention yeah, and uh, yeah, sorry, and um, yeah. So it's it's so different. And then, but then, if you look at um, uh, like liquid supply is is you know prices kind of stag dropping stagnating but liquid supply is reducing like it doesn't those doesn't things add are, up. it doesn't mm -hmm. add up but what does add up maybe is that you know more uh sophisticated professional players have entered the market and they're able you know to suppress price whereas you know your, your average joe doesn't know how to do that mm -hmm. um so but you can't do that for so long absolutely so the, like the, a coiled spring the, ETFs, the futures etfs are suppressing the price you know sounds plausible you know it makes sense um but how long can you do that for how long can you can you sell at a loss like you because you're losing fiat for it yep 
eventually it has to catch up. You know, there's there's only a certain number of Bitcoin sitting there. You know, if I keep stacking, eventually it's going to go. You know, even if no one else in the world stacks and I keep stacking, you're eventually going to run out, you know. It's there's only a limited supply, so it's there. there there's a day. There's a day. Maybe not a day, but there is a a week or a month coming. I have no idea it's when it when it is. Rip. It is going to it's going to rip your face off. It's going to rip your face off. And if you if you're sitting there trying to time it to make your two percent or you're on a trip, I mean, there's a I read a stat the other day. Like if you are the you know. Uh, compound annual growth rate is like 146 percent but if you'd have missed the top 50 days or something it's only nine right so so the, the point is there like if you're out on the good days mm. um you missed the vast majority of the cane right oh, yes, i had a had a four-year they had a four-year CAGA, so a four-year com- combined annual growth rate um over the over a four-year period so what's the average CAGA? Yeah over four years i think the lowest it hit a low recently i think last month um yeah december and it got down to 40 percent. so as, as a compounded annual growth rate of 40 percent at its lowest yes that's pretty that's pretty freaking good you know uh, absolutely but but that with within that are you know one day oh. or maybe 10 days or 20 days that when everything just goes rocketing and if you're out yeah. on the rocketing days you're going to feel like an absolute <laughs> smock yeah. Um, you're going, for you, four could, years. and the best of it is you're going to you're going to know you shouldn't have done that and you're going to have done it anyway like that's if, if anybody's sitting there thinking i'm going to trade this because the bitcoin price has gone down a little bit knock yourself out go trade a little but go trade 10 percent, 20 percent of your yeah. stack yeah. and no, don't hate yourself for the rest of your life because you missed one day that's my advice no not financial advice just you know hats advice hats advice yeah buy a new hat <laughs> um yeah it's uh you like I, to I just, say I just think we're going to get yeah. a face, I, rev, a face ripping what, day is coming in. Sorry, mate. Hats likes to save people. He, he wants to be the savior. I'm kind of like, let them burn. Let them learn their mistake. You know, because I don't see Bitcoin like it's not, oh, there's can, no sense can, of urgency. He can get pretty like, salty, old hats. Oh, yeah. I would say I'm both. Like, I, I um, I, yeah, I mean, if, if somebody does, if somebody's just ignorant, yeah, I'm, 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 I've got the, I've got the god complex or whatever it is, and I'm try, I am trying to help people, and I, I, you know, if people don't like that, I'm sorry, but um, it's just who I am. But um, can you but, see him in a white robe, <laughs> just sort of floating down? <laughs> um, but, but if somebody is absolutely has the knowledge, and choosy, what is either will, it's either you know, deceptive or you know, willfully ignorant, whatever, like willfully deceptive, should say. I know I've got no time for that, and they can burn. They can burn yeah. us. I don't care. Um, I just feel at at the moment, a whole heap of people are going to going to experience pain. There's a lot of pain coming for humans on Earth at the moment. It's inevitable. You can't stop it. You can't avoid it. If you try and stop the train coming, you'll get squashed. Like this, you kind of have to look after yourself. That there are so many threats, I think, coming at you from different angles, and there's no need to put your tinfoil hats on. But don't jump in front of a bus. Like, yeah, yeah. Pick, Make pick your resilient. pick your battles. Yeah. So okay, mate. Let's. Uh, I'll Brenda. I'll, I'll, I'll go with you this time. So let's just my final my final thing then is um, who has been the uh influential if there's one bitcoin or a couple of bitcoiners that have been really influential for just you building your own conviction who who is that for you please don't say stacking hats <laughs> <laughs> for conviction I, like well, for me just, yeah 
I think John Vallis, John Vallis and his podcast, and he was doing what you guys are doing. He was talking to plebs. Um, I can't remember when I started listening to him, but I was feeling very lonely. I didn't meet any Bitcoiners in real life for until Yapoon. So the Bush Bash was my first time that I'd gone out and because and, and, I'm, I'm a bit rural. I don't know that these Bitcoin meets happen. And then I went up to Yapoon having not met any Bitcoiners in real life. And suddenly there's, there's a room full of them. Did you love it? Was um, it awesome? It's fucking great. So Absolutely good, great. Hey? So good. Really good. Yeah. And they're mostly they were mostly Brisbane Bitcoiners because the rest yeah. of Australia couldn't get up, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then they told me about the Brisbane meetups, so I, I got down to there. Um but yeah, John Vallis at the time I was feeling I was feeling isolated and lonely. I didn't know there were other people like us out there. I I could see Twitter going on, I'd found Twitter. Um, but I didn't I didn't know people were having these feelings, these these changes happening in, in your life and stuff like that. It was just to hear him talking to normal plebs like me. It was just, it was like having a buddy next to you, you know, listening. Um, so he's he's probably had the he's probably the biggest influencer I've I've found benefit from. Yeah. Um, I picked up conviction from so many other people though. You know, I, I great. Like he's, he's really articulate without being overly kind of breed love complicated, I think, half the time. Yeah, more approachable for the average guy. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a big, big fan of John Ballas. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, there you so go. He's real. Say that again, mate. There's, there's nothing fake. Nothing, nothing fake about Ballas. He oh, brings yeah. his 100% authenticity oh, yeah. to every conversation. Yeah, yeah. Mate, and if that's not a great place to stop, I don't know what is. Um, mate, Probably but- about 15 <laughs> minutes ago when I tried, but that's all right. <laughs> Brisket, absolute legend, mate. Thank you very much for taking the time um, to oh, come on and have a chat with us. Yeah, um, that was More than awesome. welcome any other time. And uh, best of luck with See the gymnastics. See you at Beechworth. Hopefully, yes. And best of luck with the gymnastics, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thank you both, guys. Love it, mate. Have mate. a great night. Hey guys, if you've made it this far, thanks so much for listening. Um, the plan with the pod is to do sort of guests one week and um, myself and Brendo the other week, so hopefully that's working for you. If you don't like one of them, just listen to the one you do like. Um, if you want a little bit more um, information from us, you can find it at uh, bitcoin-first.com forward slash learn.